politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots standing at the ready to fight anew for the issues that matter in the way they matter. And at the time they matter, if that is what is on your menu, well, this is your only restaurant in town. Daniel Horowitz here at CR Podcast. Back here Tuesday, very quiet week, right before Thanksgiving. And, you know, I wanted to use the next day or so to just tie up a bunch of loose ends before Congress returns and pushes gay marriage in the omnibus and destroys us. What is it that matters? Okay, what are we exactly fighting for? I thought it was obvious, but I think we need to restate that. Conservatives fail to assert their influence over Republicans and over red states. So Republicans, even when they're not in red states, let's say federally, and they fail to assert themselves over the red states. So we don't even have a culture in most of these states that defends what we're willing to fight for because we don't even know what we're fighting for. I I watch all the news and I could basically summarize conservative media the following. Oh my gosh, there is an urgent need to make sure we deal with the ballot harvesting and how to break the Democrat uh, juggernaut and how do we win a presidential election and who shall we nominate for that position so we could win it. There's no understanding that we are literally fighting for our life and liberty, the transhumanism, the hacking into human brains, the surveillance, and the vaccination program is the most ubiquitous, most consequential, and most unavoidable part of their anti-life depopulation transhumanist agenda, and yet we don't have a single country in the world that is fighting this, and we don't have a single red state. We have Florida getting better on the COVID shots, finally fighting the actual meat and potatoes of it. But then there's the other shots too. We're going to get into that a little bit today. In Idaho, Idaho, a terrible story there. A woman getting her 20-month-old kicked out of a daycare for not getting some of the other shots Why is this still going on, and where is our agenda to push back against this now that we've learned so much about the vaccination agenda scientifically, morally, where it's coming from? Why is this okay? But we're going to talk about the same issues, same strategies. We don't even know what it is we believe in. So yes, at some point, a presidential candidate matters to a certain extent. Certainly, the ballot harvesting and how to win elections matter. But even if we do, who's the we? And what do we stand for? Now, first, one way you could change the culture is by actually supporting only vendors of vital goods and services that support our values. And you can't go wrong with QPGoatSoap.com. QP stands for Quinn Pittman a 15-year-old Floridian Christian homeschool uh, kid who literally makes his own goat soap, got his own goats on their farm out in Volusia County, Florida, and always had a dream of making goat cheese. Instead, he wound up making goat soap. It is luscious. It smells delicious. I just got my latest shipment from the Pittmans uh, 
my favorite f- flavor is cocoa, but they have tons of them. It almost looks like a flavor. It almost looks like a soap bar you want to bite into. I'm not kidding. I was sick the other day. I uh, had a stomach virus, and oh my gosh, it felt heavenly taking a shower with that. And now all the kids want it in their showers, so they keep stealing my uh, my stash of it. It is extremely healthy, uh, made with palm oil, which is rich in vitamins. So much of what you get from Dove and Zest is not only filled with garbage that's pro-inflammatory on your skin, like a lot of the food, but it's also just this, uh, uh, you're, you're funding the same old, woke agenda because they're all woke but if you go to qpgoatsoap.com you'll stop funding the woke agenda and you'll actually get yourself some healthy soap to put on your body promo code daniel for 10 percent off again it's a blaze subscribing family homeschooling family entrepreneuring family really everything we stand for Plus, you get the best quality soap out there. So check it out at qpgoatsoap.com, promo code Daniel. So folks, just to understand, the Washington Times has an article out there how Mitch McConnell at 80 years old is the only surviving 80-year-old leadership member. And it's a whole piece about the triumph of his survival. And I was thinking... This is the problem when I've been fighting for 15 years to defeat Mitch McConnell, and nobody joined me. Just now, we started the first throes of a rebellion to just get 10 people to oppose him, so it's going to take another few years to really get him out. He's, he says he's here to stay, even if they win back the majority, or precisely because he thinks they will win back the majority because of a, a good Senate map uh, this coming cycle. And... Even then, this nascent rebellion was only because of the bad Senate results. It's all about elections. It was never about the issues. That on vaccines, transhumanism, and Ukraine, the issues that signify the force-multiplying issues of our time, Okay, anything you want to talk about, right to life, liberty, inflation, economy, it all gets back to those two issues. Mitch McConnell is as passionately on the other side of those issues as any Democrat. And we never made it culturally that this cannot be done. You cannot be a Republican and believe in this. There is a political article out, GOP downplays its Trump wing on the world stage. And they talk about the divide over Ukraine. They have this Halifax International Security Forum. And they talk about Ukraine. And they note that the top Republican on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, who led the congressional delegation to the conference, downplayed the impact of neo-isolationists within his party and noted that the Hill's most powerful GOP lawmakers Firmly support additional aid. There are some very loud voices over there. Idaho Senator Jim Risch said in an interview referring to conservatives who oppose more assistance for Kiev. It doesn't worry me as much as you wish it wasn't there. If we were on the other side of this, they'd be pounding the table saying, send more money to Ukraine. Yeah, as if we're the ones without principles and just whatever. But this is a man, this is not an old article. 
This is even now, even after we know that Zelensky lied, that he lobbed missiles into Poland and killed two people, but blamed it on the Russians to get us into World War III. They are for sending more aid to Ukraine. This is not just about an issue of wasted money on Ukraine. This is funding the World Economic Forum and the transhumanist number one money laundering operation, the Democrat money laundering operation that they used FTX for, their biolab operation, what has led to the supply chain shortages and turbocharging inflation, and just needlessly expending our resources, political capital, and geopolitical risk on an entity and and a, a cabal that's more communist than Russia. And this is the top Republican on foreign affairs, foreign relations in the Senate, and he's from Idaho. And by the way, I did not, I promise you, I didn't plan this juxtaposition because we're going to talk about Idaho today. But this is what happens when we fail to assert our culture, even in the areas where we should. Because we don't have a movement that's focused on substance and even knows what it believes in. You go to any blue state, scrap that. You go to any swing state, scrap that. You even go to a red state with Democrats in it. There's not a single Democrat that doesn't full-throatedly endorse the most extreme planks of the Democrat Party platform. Yet, at every level, even in the reddest states, most conservative states, you have Republicans literally scoring touchdown after touchdown for the other team. The unified display of support for Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky in Halifax came as GOP leaders, especially in the House, where the party is able to take the majority, feel heightened pressure from their right flank to cut off additional funding for Ukraine. So we're trying to wonder, how is it that things have gotten this bad with the vaccines and there still is no Republican other than, again, the Florida Surgeon General, but at a federal level, Ron Johnson and a very small handful of House members that will even speak out about it. 2,500 case studies of injury. 1,500 or so peer-reviewed studies on injury. V-Save, every organ system is affected. This thing does everything imaginable to you. It's the most anti-life thing you could imagine. And they still won't speak out against it. Tepidly say they oppose mandates, but then won't bring the issue to the brink to even end them. You look no further than Ukraine. Even after everything we know, think about the devastation that was caused by our support for them. Economically to America. Security-wise. This guy's an animal. And Republicans are still supporting him. Rish from Idaho. This is my point. The left has a 90-10 majority in the... In the Senate, and that's being very generous because I don't think we have 10 no votes on Zelensky. And certainly not on the vaccines. This is crazy. This is utterly crazy. So, 
it's not even a simple fact that they're going to end this. Retiring Senate Appropriations Chair Richard Shelby, Alabama has committed to including a large Ukraine aid package in a year-end spending bill. Never since 1994 has the outgoing lame duck session passed an omnibus bill, yet the Republicans are going to do that. Give you know Because they have 10 Republicans could block in the Senate. No, not, not just not blocking, they agree to it. Oh, Daniel, well, Shelby's retiring. Yeah, and they replaced him with Katie Britt, another rhino, courtesy of Donald Trump. I know a lot of people say, well, we're getting tired of helping the Ukrainians. But they're fighting for freedom. I want to help them. What is wrong with these people? What is wrong with these people? They're absolutely out of control. They're out of control everywhere you turn. Even in red states. They're full of these Republicans. And even with this introspection where there's angst from the base, it's mainly about ballot harvesting and how, to, and how Republicans can win elections. See, the, the liberal base are like, you better do what we want for the Democrat Party, right? I mean, you're on the hook. Instead, we're more like... We so badly want you Republicans to win elections. Please let us help you win elections. Like, that's the best we can muster. Again, if you want to say there's no other path at this point to holding a third party, as I've noted before, there's a middle ground where you can at least hold them on a short leash. But this is what this whole modern-day internet and social media and cable news has created. These people on the so-called right that it's just about them, it's just about their blog and their noise-making. There's there's just no agenda. And that's how you have a party that just believes in anything. I keep saying this, that everyone's like, oh my gosh, the GOP has such a narrow majority. It looks like it's going to be the same margin that the Democrats held in the majority for the last two years, and no one ever even knew it was slim, because you wouldn't know, because they rammed through anything they wanted. Why is that a problem now? Because the Republican Party is a fake party. Now, by the way, as they continue to spend trillions of dollars and give away money to Ukraine, creating more supply chain shortages, the economy is going to go to hell in a handbasket. The best way to hedge against that is investing your money into something that actually has value. Text Daniel to 989898 which is Birch Gold, and they'll send you a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years of experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. So don't have it sitting in BlackRock and Vanguard. Put it in something of value. Again, it's a free no-obligation info kit. Uh, They're the ones who specialize. You have a lot of different gold companies, but Birch specializes in converting tax-sheltered accounts or retirement accounts into tax-sheltered accounts. When you owe money at the end of the year, uh, you know, obviously, I, I always like putting those extra $6,000 or so, and, and it could be both for yourself and your spouse, into an IRA or 401k. So Birch, with their A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers – they will help you do that by texting Daniel to 989898 today to secure your future with gold. 
Just one other story before we get to our guest, uh, Brian Festa, to talk about Idaho. But let's talk about Louisiana. Um, Gateway Pundit had a good article about out about this, about, you know, one thing we can do is states to pass laws preventing censorship. Um, censorship of, of big tech. Again, if we're going to have anti-discrimination laws, you better believe we're going to apply them when the federal government and the global governments work with them to marginalize us and drum us out of society with apartheid. That is the ultimate form of fascism. You want to get rid of all anti-discrimination laws? We could talk about that. But under the current system, there is no conservative case to be made, especially after everything we've seen with the collaboration, that this is okay. And this is how the information war is able to flow in a way where they, they can get away with genocide, kill off a generation, and no one even knows or cares about it. This needs to be done in every state. So last session, it turns out, Louisiana State Senator Jay Morris brought Senate Bill 196 in the 2021 Louisiana Legislative Session to the floor. Legislation would have allowed both private citizens and the Louisiana AG to sue social media providers for censoring political or religious speech online. And that, that, that's the only way that's going to stop this. We need a bill like this in every state. It passed the Senate 37 to 0 and was scheduled for a House Commerce Committee hearing on June 2nd, 2021. But Rhino Rep Paula Davis, who's the Republican chairman of that Commerce Committee, not only did Morris's bill fail to get out of committee, Davis could not get enough committee members to the hearing to even have a vote, and the bill died there. In recorded testimony, Morris said that in nearly 10 years in the state legislature, he had never had a situation where a committee member simply failed to show up for a hearing. And this was not a bill that would have named a college building after somebody it was arguably the most important piece of legislation in the entire session. So it's hard to know whether she was working with big tech or they just didn't care. But again, it's just another, it's a random example, but it's an example of how we have these supermajority states, and we're not rectifying these issues of apartheid, censorship, medical tyranny, medical democide, hospital genocide, CRT, and transgenderism, and all this stuff, transhumanism, the surveillance state. And we're going to be coming out with a list of specific items, a checklist of what you're you need to find in your state from what your representative is doing to make sure that there's at least one representative that has introduced a similar bill and to help give it public support. This is very important because if you can't solve it in the red states, I don't want to hear about how are you going to win a federal election and Congress and the presidency. I don't want to hear that. The lesson all prognosticators are agreeing with what I'm saying is that, you know, the red states did get redder despite all the bad news. 
but redder just means they vote for Republicans. But what are we going to do with that degree of clout? Now, it's not all bad news. More conservatives are taking over in some of these legislative bodies. But that's why time is of the essence. People think, oh, we solved the red states. Okay, uh, we we already have that. Let's focus on presidency. Let's focus on the swing states. Part of the reason why we're losing the swing states is because the red states aren't red. So they don't serve as a strong force. There are things happening in red states that should never be happening, especially after everything we know about vaccination. But they are happening. They are happening. And that, that's where I really want to get to Brian Festa. So folks, just one thing before we bring on Brian here. A lot of you ask me, why in the world do you live in Maryland? Why do you live in Maryland? And, and look, I do plan on moving at some point. But part of the reason is obviously I got family here. I've been tied down here. I've lived here my whole life. And I do want to move. But I only want to move one time. And I want to move in a way that will pack its punch. And something scares me. I don't know what it is, but there's something that scares me about uprooting my life primarily for political reasons and then having a heartbreaking, cathartic experience where in your new place, you suffer something equal or worse than what you did in your old place. Because the reality is, and I said this before, the only place where we're even beginning to make progress culturally is in Florida. We're not governed by the rule of law. We're governed by the rule of political will. So even where you have better laws, but if the culture within healthcare, education, just society is allowed to permeate where the globalists, the transhumanists, the federal government, they're able to influence businesses, schools, in this case, a daycare center to go along with an immoral agenda Even if you have laws against it, but if the state broadly, the state government, the Republicans in the state broadly are not fighting it, not enforcing it, it's worthless. And this is what we keep saying. I mean, you go all all sorts of places, healthcare settings, red states, still being denied kidney transplants for not getting a shot, still have to wear a mask in, in, in healthcare. You know, what the heck? Why is this going on? So there was a story that really encapsulates this that that I saw yesterday. And that's why we're having Brian on. Brian Festa, as you well know, of We the Patriots USA. By the way, you could follow them. Um, we the Patriots USA news channel on Telegram, we the PatriotsUSA.org. Please donate generously. They're one of the only ones fighting for civil rights, human rights from the transhumanist depopulation, vaccination, mask agenda. Um, and this is this is going on everywhere. So Brian was a constitutional attorney in Connecticut. Okay, so kind of like me, blue state in the Northeast. He goes and moves to Idaho. And you think, oh man, oh wow, you know, this is this is freedom. Well, what's interesting is yeah, and he now has a client, Ashley Tipton. She fled from California to Idaho, as many people are doing. Enrolled her 20-month-old daughter in New Horizon Academy in Meridian, Idaho, thinking she found the perfect place for a child, safe haven. And because she didn't get some of the vaccinations for her kid, they're kicking her out. And even though the state does have a religious exemption law on the books, it's very broad, 
but they're fighting it. And 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 the lawyer is pointing to statements made by the Republican governor in support of broad vaccination and against fighting mandates in the so-called private sector, as if we have no ADA standards, no OSHA standards, no discrimination standards, no religious accommodation standards. I mean, yeah, you could just do whatever you want to a kid in a daycare center and get licensed. I mean, that's, yeah, that's certainly going on there. And this is a big problem. We cannot deny the fact that, you know, I'm still formulating my opinion on each, every, each vaccine individually. But let's face it, this is about a lot more than the COVID shots. This entire agenda, we now know in retrospect, and kudos to you who saw that before I did, but I'm not going to deny it once my eyes have seen it. This has been going on a lot longer than we thought. And the notion that you take a baby that's born and you just make them a pincushion with inflammation, that for sure is wrong. And that is for sure against God's design of immunological ecosystem, the way your body works, the more I understand it. It, I, I, it certainly is against my religion to be doing that to that scale. And then, again, the idolatry. If it works, it works. See, COVID shots are no different in that respect than the other shots. Because if they're so great, why should someone be denied for not getting? Well, they're going to threaten my kid. Well, you, I thought your kid has the shot. All of this is converging in a red state, which underscores the need not just to deal with COVID mandates. COVID shots need to be taken off the market, banned in the states. That mandates is not enough. But we need to go, go over the mandate issue with other shots as well in daycare, in, in, in school settings, and you know even where there is a religious exemptions – Clearly, there is a need to fight it more. Remember, it's not just that DeSantis had a bill. It's that he culturally fought it. And that's what we need in these red states. And until we do that, we don't have a red state. So with us is Brian Festa to talk about this and more. Hey, Brian, thanks so much for joining us on short notice. No problem, Daniel. Always a pleasure to be here. All right. So you heard my uh, my filibuster there. Uh, what say you about this story does it surprise you that you're seeing this in your new adopted hometown well yeah it really does um you know there's there's evil everywhere there's tyranny everywhere i know that um but i did not expect with regard to vaccination exemptions to be running into the same problem i dealt with in connecticut because as you know daniel we fought for years, even before We the Patriots USA existed. We had another organization in Connecticut. My, my uh, friend Don and I had a, had a prior organization, and we fought to preserve religious exemptions in the state of Connecticut for years. We lost that battle in the legislature in 2021, even though we had 7,000 people outside the Capitol and had an all-day and all-night rally. We lost that battle, and now we have a federal lawsuit against the state of Connecticut um, that we, the Patriots USA, brought uh, to try to uh, reinstate religious exemptions for childhood vaccinations. This is an issue, as you know, that's very near and dear to my heart because my son was very severely injured by a flu shot when he was just a year old. 
Um, and, you know, to have more and more shots added to the schedule every year, now the CDC just voted uh, to add COVID as a recommended childhood shot starting in February of 2023. Um, so this is very dangerous, even if your only objection is to the COVID shot, which it shouldn't be. But even if it, that was your only objection, you have a lot to worry about because they are going to be pushing this on kids everywhere. And that's what Ashley Tipton is dealing with. You know, Ashley came to me um, a few weeks ago with this uh, situation. She was having her daycare uh, here in Idaho, and uh, I couldn't believe that they were just so blatantly ignoring the law. The law in Idaho is – this is why this case is so important. The law in Idaho is – Perhaps the offers perhaps the broadest protection for exemptions to vaccination of any law in the entire country. So if a private daycare can basically just ignore it and say, well, we're a private business, we don't have to adhere to that, then that means you're not going to be as safe in any of these so-called red states. Yes. This is why this case is so, so important for everywhere. It's not just Idaho. If you're living in Florida, if you're living in Texas, if you're living in Tennessee, or you know any of these states that supposedly have all of these great protections, if if this can happen in Idaho, it can happen in all of those states. So we need to fight it and stop it here. And, and a big problem, Daniel, in my opinion, has been the reason why we've seen this wave, this blue wave, you know, taking over all of these so-called purple states in the past, like Pennsylvania, you know, states that they used to call swing states is because people didn't see it coming and didn't do enough to stop it before it got to that point. And the same thing is going to start happening in red states now because they've yes. taken a lot of these swing states. Now they're going into these red states. We have to stand up and say, no, not in my state. Not in my state. And I think what's important here is, although you did identify that the statute is pretty decent, but this is my point, that it's only as good as the executive branch is willing to enforce it. So while this is actually about some of the other shots on on the so-called schedule, which needs to be abolished, and that needs to be a piece of legislation in all these states, but um, the COVID shot does tie in in a sense of why clearly this, uh, and this is a chain, it's, it's not kind of a small daycare it's a chain that's based in minnesota but they have this in in meridian idaho new horizon academy um why they feel emboldened that they could get away with it in idaho could you share with what the attorney for new horizon sent you yeah so i well i'll, I'll start with a conversation i had last week with the general counsel and she had the gall to say well this is the policy you know, this is how we do business. Um, and, you know, the impression I got is she was saying, this is how we do business everywhere, whether it's Minnesota or whether it's Idaho, this is our, our business policy. Well, any lawyer knows, all right, this is like first semester law school stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, tell you here. Um, any lawyer knows <clears throat> that you have to be subject to the jurisdiction in which you're doing business. So the laws of that jurisdiction control. It doesn't matter what your policy is in Minnesota. That's garbage. Okay, that's garbage. When you come into Idaho, you're subject to the laws of the state of Idaho. Each state makes its own laws. I mean, you don't have to even be a lawyer to know this, right? <laughs> and so I got a letter yesterday. Uh, now they've hired outside counsel, okay, because I guess, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. After that conversation, they felt <laughs> they needed to bring in, bring in some big guns here. So, so, so now they've hired outside counsel. And I got a letter yesterday 
And I'm going to read you from it, if I may. It says, we note that Idaho is undeniably committed to the private right of businesses to manage their enterprises they see fit. To that end, earlier this year, when the legislature tried to pass the failed Coronavirus Pause Act, which sought to prevent employers from requiring COVID-19 vaccination as a condition of employment, the bill was vetoed by Idaho Governor Brad Little, citing the bill as an example of governmental overreach into the purview of private business. Brad Little? Really? Really, people? That's who you're using as your poster boy, your poster child for freedom in the state of Idaho? That fake conservative rhino, Brad Little, that's who you're using? Listen, the people of Idaho didn't want this, okay? But the legislature voted. He vetoed it. The, the elected representatives of the people of Idaho voted for this. And he vetoed it because he doesn't listen to the will of the people of Idaho. He doesn't speak for the people of Idaho or any other state. And, and, and you, you know you're going to get fired up with Brad Little, too, because you've told me in the past what you think of him. But um, I, I, just, I, I almost laughed when I read that. It, it, it's unbelievable. So even though there is a statute pre-existing the COVID debate of religious exemption that should apply broadly uh, you know, across the spectrum, public or private, and uh, for other vaccines, but they did cite um, in their defense the fact that he vetoed a bill to block, I, I, and, the, and the, these are poison shots. And he's like, no, it's, it's okay. You're like, hey, really, Brad? You don't have any state licensing for any private profession, right? You, they could just do what they want. No, you, you could mandate hemlock. I mean, because that, that's what the COVID shots are. But, I mean, the other shots really, you know, they, they're not so simple. And people have been injured, your own son. And people need to start recognizing that. And certainly the the amount of shots put together and then just the justification for them is absurd uh, because if they work, they work. If they don't, they don't. You're never um, subject to someone else's problems. So this is very disturbing. And I would also note a lot of people say, well, Daniel, you're always for pass this bill, pass that bill. But, you know, we don't live with the rule of law anyway. True. But part of that is to have a fight with a bill as the focal point, the fight itself builds the cultural support. But again, that's why you need a governor. A, he has to sign the bill, but even if he does, he has to be enthusiastic about it, about enforcing it, about making it clear that in this state, this doesn't fly. There are no mandates. So what are, obviously, um, you know, Idaho has gotten more, conservative reps in this cycle to both chambers, particularly the Senate. What are some pieces of legislation that you feel would help you in the realm of law that you're operating with in, in medical freedom? Well, you know, I thought we already had great laws in this state. Apparently they're being ignored. So maybe we need laws to clarify that if you ignore them, there's additional penalties. I mean, I, I didn't quote it, but I want to, that the law in the state of Idaho is Idaho uh, statute section 39-1118. And that reads very clear. I'm going to read just from it. Any minor child whose parent or guardian has submitted a signed statement to officials of the daycare facility stating their objections on religious or other grounds shall be exempt from the provisions of this section. That's about as strong as you can get, religious or any other grounds. So in other words, if Ashley um, just didn't like 
just was wary of vaccines, hadn't even done her research, just had heard some things online or something, just was wary of them and didn't want to get them. That's okay in Idaho. That's, that's sufficient ground. She just personally doesn't like them, doesn't feel they're right, personal decision, even if it's not religious. Now, I'm not saying that's the case because she does have a religious objection. But even if she didn't, Idaho says you shall be exempt. And notice the language there. This is the language we need in every state, shall be exempt. It's not permissive language. It's not may. It shall be. If you submit this, the child shall be exempt from any immunizations that are required under the statute. So uh, this statute is about as strong as it can get. We need this in every single state. But as you said, Daniel, we need governors who are actually going to enforce it, okay, attorneys general who are actually going to enforce it. Um, That's what we need because if we don't have the right people in elected office, this is, I mean, this isn't worth the paper it's written on. We also need good judges in places, and in some places they're elected, other places uh, they're, they're appointed. Um, I, I think they should all be elected personally, um, because when you're, when you're a political appointee, you have political, especially if it's not a lifetime appointment, like it, in Connecticut it's only six years. So you, you have a reason to side with the governor because he's going to be either reappointing you or not reappointing you. So you have a political influence over your decision-making. Um, I, so, so I actually think that appointing judges should be banned in every state. I think it should be only elected judges. I don't know what your thoughts are about no, that. No, no, that, that's definitely – we need to focus on those races. Those The red state, local, and state races are what matter a lot more than the presidential race. Um, now, one thing is interesting. You, Raul Labrador was elected as attorney general, um, probably one of the best kind of anti-rhino primary successes of the cycle, really, to win an AG seat against a sitting incumbent rhino. Um, I don't know when he yeah. gets into office. It will probably be within a month or a month and a half or so. Yeah. But that's, you know, that he needs to be apprised of this. Um, this is definitely something that is very disturbing. And, you know, I would note that as we're talking, I'm reminded Meridian is the is the home of Sarah Brady, the mother who was arrested yeah. for taking her child to a playground during Brad Little's lockdown that he said didn't happen but did. Um, you know, so so again, we can't take for granted that this is not happening this happens everywhere, and it's just that this coming legislative session in Idaho is so, so important. What are some other bills do you think that we should be working on in the realm of medical freedom, privacy, things like that? Well, certainly also um, our petition to Congress is uh, something, you know, it's going to take a while for us to get this passed in Congress, but it should be happening in every state legislature to make discrimination on the basis of vaccination status or any health status uh, illegal. So, so health status would include whether you've submitted to testing or not, whether um, you, you have any particular, um, any medical decision that you've made should not be used as a basis to discriminate against you. Because right now, as the law currently stands, as federal law currently stands, it's perfectly legal, as long as it's not for a religious reason or because of a disability, it's perfectly legal for a company to say, you didn't get the shot, you're fired. Okay? It is. Um, Except, again, when someone has asserted a religious exemption, then it's religious discrimination. Those are the cases that we've taken up. Or if there's a disability and they have a medical note from their doctor. But you shouldn't need a medical note. You shouldn't need a religious basis. You should be able to say, 
I made a personal health decision, and therefore you cannot fire me for that. You cannot refuse me entry into a restaurant. You cannot refuse me uh, boarding an airplane. You see what they're doing now for travel, um, what, you know, what, what they're recommending um, coming out of the World Health Organization and other organizations that are saying, you know, you, you shouldn't be able uh, to even travel uh, without being able to show your vaccination status. We need to make this illegal at the federal level, but for now, in every single state. So we do have that petition. You can go on our website at wethepatriotsusa.org. We, we're planning very strategically, Daniel. I know a lot of people are wary of petitions. Oh, they don't go anywhere. I just put my name on a list or something, and then, you know, I never hear about it. No, we have very strategic, uh, a very strategic plan in place where we're going to have meetings with specific senators and uh, Congress people who are supportive of medical freedom and religious freedom, and we're going to have them call for hearings, congressional hearings, on this very subject, and this will be an opportunity to open the door for a discussion about the harm that's caused by a lot of these shots yep. that people aren't really aware about uh, and are just sort of aren't waking up aware to. Aware about this is the key point that I think is important. You know, if we didn't have anti-discrimination laws, I would be a little bit more wary because of collateral damage of introducing them. But we tell me this. Tell me this. Could could this New Horizon Academy say you have a baby born with AIDS, a mother from, you know, had AIDS, baby has AIDS. Could they say we're not taking the baby? No, absolutely not. I, I mean, so, so, so this is my problem. That's disability discrimination under the ADA. Th th that's, that's my problem. And, and that, if anything, you know, Whatever, there's more to be wary of here. The absence of something. This is just, you didn't take an intervention that screws up your immune system. It can't harm the guy who did, and you think it helps and works and is beneficial. It may, If anything, what we've learned is the COVID shots spread at RSV now, and they could shed an intervention, uh, you know, could shed the lack of something is whatever. It doesn't make any sense. But here, here's the problem. Here's the problem. That if you're going to have anti-discrimination laws, this is in need of that protection by a factor of 100 more than anything we've ever done because they're marginalized. You have the entire global and national government working together with every business, every tech, every venue of information dissemination to go and marginalize people, censor, obscure, lie, cheat, steal, absolve of immunity, every last thing. So you need the state to, uh, the doctrine of lowest magistrate, to interpose against that tyranny. So you are going to have to use tools like anti-discrimination. The whole idea of, of uh, civil rights was that, look, for 100 years or whatever, more than that, state governments used the boot of government to deny life and liberty of property of blacks, dehumanize them, said they're not humans, groomed a civilization to believe that they were something less than human, and that, that, that in itself engendered certain policies that even if the government would no longer directly do it, but it created a monster in, in, in commerce, in civilization, in, in culture. It's the same thing here, and the time has come based on everything we know, to do that with vaccines. I want to get your, your, your thought on that line of, of uh, 
you know, thinking, knowing that you yourself are a free market conservative. Absolutely. I mean, people will say that's a contradiction. We should just let businesses do whatever they want. But there have to be some protections for individual liberties as well, because eventually, if you have none of those laws on the books, then you have no options. Eventually, every business can shutter their doors to anyone who's unvaccinated, and then you have no options. So in a sense, that does take away individual freedoms. Um, To me, personally, individual liberties come before the liberties of business. I'm a great proponent of free market. I'm a great proponent of capitalism. Um, I, I do believe businesses should be able to do almost anything they want. Okay, but there are some limits. I mean, of course, we know this. I mean, you especially can't just say when it's I'm a being done business. at the behest of the federal government and the misinformation and the absolving of immunity. Like another way, this would be shut down, as you well know, is is liability. Is liability right? Um, but they absolve them of liability. By the way, another interesting thing would be to say, all right. You can mandate it, but then you're on the hook for a liability. I mean, I'd rather end the mandates, but I'm just saying that that's another big problem, too, that there's a carve-out there. Um, there, There's a carve-out not only in the federal law. There's a carve-out in state laws. So in Connecticut, where I just came from, there's actually a carve-out for school districts because there's the mandatory vaccination for school children provision and then they repealed the religious exemption, but they also carved out a, a subsection that no school district, no board of education can be held liable for any injuries resulting from any vaccine that's mandated for school. That should be illegal. That should be struck down. No, there's no such thing as immunity from liability for, for a product. What other product in the world, Daniel, do we have this for? You have a car, you have um, a, any other kind of drug that's made by a pharmaceutical company you can sue for. What other product do you have that no... No such thing as product liability. That whole body of law is just gone with regard to vaccinations. That, that alone should have given people pause. It gave me pause when I found out about that about almost 10 years ago now and got involved in this. Um, you know, anytime you tell me you can't sue me if you're hurt by this, that's a big flashing red neon sign to say, stay away, stay away, stay away. And listen, we need help for people like Ashley. Um, we, our organization is getting calls still. Every single week we're getting calls from people yes. who are being harmed by a vaccine mandate, by an issue like this with their children in school, even in red states like Idaho. Um, please, you know, if you can um, find the means, if you have the means, uh, consider a donation to our organization. I know we're getting towards end of year giving season here. People are thinking about their tax write-offs. We are a 501c3 nonprofit, um, so you, so in, in almost every case, you you are entitled to a, a tax write-off if you do donate to our organization. But we want to take on these battles everywhere. We can't just do it in New York, in California, uh, New Jersey, Maryland. We have to do it in states like Idaho, in Florida, in Texas, because the battles are happening here too. And this is our last battleground, folks. Yeah. If we lose Florida and Texas and Idaho, where else are we going to run to? <laughs> There's no other country, not one, where you can go to. I know you got to run. I'd love to pick your brain on um, updates and some of the other lawsuits you're involved in. But I just one thing want to want to touch on one of them. So obviously. Uh, you had this lawsuit, federal lawsuit in Minnesota against Walmart for denying ivermectin, and you know you lost in the district court on you know that 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 first kind of motion. But what do you have to say about this Texas case, where these three doctors, uh, Dr. Bowden, Merrick, 
and one other um, sued the federal government for misinformation on ivermectin. And the government really backed off and said, hey, you know, we, we never said you can't use it. You know, we, 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 didn't, we didn't say that. I was a little bit taken aback by that. Does that have any bearings on your pharmacy lawsuit? Because a lot of them were citing the federal government. Right. Well, the, the FDA, exactly what you're referring to, I think, is the FDA, I just saw yesterday or the day before yesterday, came out and said, oh, that was, that was only a recommendation. We never actually said that you can't use ivermectin to treat it. And yes, uh, we, we are going to use that, that case, Bill Salyer's case, the U.S. Marine who was denied ivermectin at Walmart. Um, that is on appeal now to the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, and we, we feel we have a much better chance there than we did in the district court in Minnesota, um, although we still need lots of prayers, people, uh, because that's still going to be an uphill battle. Um, it does have a bearing, and we will use it. The, the only issue is uh, the courts tend to look at what was in place at the time and whether the pharmacist was justified based on the information uh, he was acting on at the time. Now, now in my view... Uh, and, and I believe in the law's view, he is not justified regardless of what the recommendations were because this doctor, a physician, Molly James, had written a prescription to the Salyers for this. And a pharmacist does not have a right to step in between the doctor-patient relationship and say, I'm not filling it. Um, unless there's the only time you, you're allowed to question is if there is something like the dosing, the dosing is wrong. Like you look at it and they gave three times the dose. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I got to call the doctor and find out if this is right. But even then, you don't just say no. You call the doctor. Yeah, yeah okay? you talk it out. Um, the, and this is increasingly right, the, the, happening the, the, in the spectrum of the, other... The, the pharmacist hung up on the doctor. They didn't talk it out. Yeah. <laughs> it, Unbelievable. It it's happening everywhere, and it's going to keep happening. If, so whatever next new pandemic they're coming out with now that the midterms are over, um, whether it's some version of RSV or another version mm -hmm. of COVID or something completely new that they're working on, um, rest assured, you, you can you can guarantee, you can bet your money uh, that there'll be treatments available that they will try to block because they're going to push a, another shot, um, which will be deadlier than, than the COVID shot. I mean, anybody who, who denies that the COVID shot is causing widespread harm and death is just, um, I don't know, is, is willfully ignorant. You're, you're an ostrich. You're burying your, your head in the sand at this point because it's so obvious how many uh, people are being harmed by this. But, yeah, we have a lot of other lawsuits. I do have just a, a couple of minutes I can tell you about some of them. Um, we've got uh, two women in Illinois, uh, Brandy Harris and Michelle Meyer in Peoria, Illinois, who are still being denied a kidney transplant. They were taken off the active transplant list, even though they're both in end-stage renal disease. They were taken off the active transplant list and told because they're not getting the COVID shot, they can't have a kidney transplant. This is barbaric. This should be criminal. Um, and we saw it with Alyssa Campo, as you know, last year, and we won a victory for her in getting the hospital to back down and give her the medical evaluation she needed to get on the transplant list. But um, we need to win a victory for Brandy and Michelle. They're, uh, they're both, you know, fairly young women. I mean, these are, um, these are not, uh, you know, people that um, you know, should, should be in this situation, that, that should be facing this. At this point in their lives, um, they should be able to get a kidney transplant. Uh, getting the shot doesn't do anything to protect them and only harms them. No one with serious compromised immune systems who's in end-stage renal disease should be getting this shot. Yep. That's basically a death sentence. Um, and, and we have a lot of other cases like it. Um, it's just, 
I, I, I don't have time to run through all of them, but you can check them out on our website. If you go to our legal updates section on wethepatriotsusa.org, um, you can donate to their cause. You can donate. We're still trying to raise money for people like Sergeant Jesus Cano, 21-year Army veteran, combat veteran, active duty still, and is being threatened with discharge without honors and losing all of his GI Bill benefits and having to pay them back uh, simply because he didn't get the COVID shot. Um, you heard President Trump come out, former President Trump come out when he made his announcement talking about how he's going to reinstate all the military. Well, that's fine if he could do that in 2025, <laughs> maybe after he gets reelected. What is Sergeant Jesus Cano yes. going to do in the meantime and all the other people who have been discharged from and the military going to do in the meantime? Republicans aren't even talking about that. They're not even making that an issue, making that a part of the budget fight. I'm not even hearing so much hearings. It's just, it doesn't exist. It's out of sight, out of mind. The more information comes out that this was a democide of shocking proportions straight up from VSafe and VAERS data, CDC's own data, the more they ignore it. It is bizarre beyond belief. It's the shot not heard around the world. It's the issue that I, I can't figure it out. You know, it, in Idaho, they'll make sure to be against abortion. That That's a big difference between them and Connecticut. But when it comes to this, which is so much more unavoidable of a life issue, um, because, you know, you, you could avoid an abortion. You can't avoid this in most areas of life. Uh, somehow it's like there's no difference. You go to the Idaho Department of Health as we're talking. I'm going there. They're they're promoting this and, and how beneficial the shots are and promoting boosters and shots on children. It's straight there, straight there in the Idaho Department of Health. This may as well be California. Um, how do we make Idaho a state that's worthy to move to? Um, and that's that's well, where we you, need you know, to fight. There's a bill, yeah, there, there's a billboard I drive by every so often here about 10 minutes from my house, and it says it's a digital billboard, one of those rotating ones, and it says choose to get vaccinated. It's by the <laughs> Idaho Department of Health. I want to have – I'm going to try to – have we the Patriots put up an ad that comes immediately after that one, but you don't have to choose to get vaccinated and put our website um, right after. I don't know if they'll allow that, but I was thinking that, you know, they, they, are, they are pushing their PSAs on their vaccination campaigns are, are just as strong here as they are even in states like yes. New York and Connecticut. It's disgusting. And they haven't and changed with data, with information. Like, it's okay. You thought it, get off of it. But there's literally no amount of information, hundreds of thousands, millions, deaths, injuries, negative efficacy, erases your immunity, makes it more likely you'll get it. Nothing, nothing matters. I mean, I have a whole stack of stuff we're not going to get to today about all the things it does. Every day, new research. I could only... I, I could focus just on that issue, but I know we got to go. Thanks so much for being on top of this and sharing this story. Again, wethepatriotsusa.org. Donate generously. Brian, keep us updated, and God bless. Thank you. God bless you, Daniel. So, folks, again, that was Brian Festa, really one of our all-time all-star players. He's done so much good. He has a heart of gold. And he's really shown results, I mean, as much as you can in the corrupt court system we have today. And, and also, I would note that this is another important reason why we need bar reform legislation, talking about anti-discrimination law, either that the state bar cannot discriminate based on political views and 
the or the political views and actions of your clients. Okay, so they, they're not scared away from taking cases. This is very important. Or just to break the Bar Association's monopoly over state judiciaries. This is going to be one of our action items in what's shaping up to be the most important legislative sessions of our lifetime. In these red states, we only have one chance to save them and make them red, make them a refuge for us with a lot of people moving to these states from blue states, but I, I really thought you guys would appreciate this story, both his client, both Brian himself moving out to Idaho, and then you find out you have these problems there, and they cite the Republican governor as uh, you know being opposed to standing up for this. And again, uh, making health status as part of anti-discrimination law, I think that's a very important action item. We're going to have anti-discrimination laws until the end of times, and we've had them for a while. Once you have that, this is the most scientific, the most legally sound one to include because you can never affect another person based on that. Their decision not to indulge a particular medical intervention should never result in discrimination, especially when that discrimination is only greased from the skids of a global government's working with the masters of the universe to put out misinformation, to absolve of liability. And remember, that's a very important thing. Part of the free market is that there's risk and return, responsibility and privilege in both directions. So there's a natural check and balance. But if I say that government's going to take one industry and absolve them of any degree of liability, and, and importantly, the, the, the judicial discovery and information that comes with that, more than any other industry, times 10, and then the government's going to work to bang away to make sure that there is a culture promoting that product in the private sector. You can't just turn around, oh, they're, they're doing what they want. They have the right to do that. That's bull. That's fascism. I want to make just one other point. The one area where we do see a difference is with the abortion issue because we created a movement and we said that it's unacceptable to be in a red state, to be a Republican here, and not promote you know, anti-abortion laws. Well, how could we not have that same view with vaccines and especially mandates? One of the things Brian told me, I forgot to bring up, but he told me privately that Ashley, his client, so the lawyer was saying, well, you know, she got other shots for the kids, so what happened now? How could you say it's a religious exemption? And he's like, look, I mean, like everyone else, she did more research and found issues. And I, it's funny, because I told Brian, I was like, look, I'm the same way. I never saw a religious issue with it until I studied immunology, studied what these things do to you. I'm like, oh my gosh, God had a certain design with your immune system and this perfectly screws it up. That's a very big problem. That's transhumanism. That's not medical intervention when it's needed, but that's taking someone and saying God's design is imperfect and, and we need you to get this thing. Let me just give you an example. This is from Trial Site News just to understand how deep this thing screws you up in so many ways you can't even imagine. University of Alabama at Birmingham, uh, Birmingham 
study fourfold reduction in CD34 cells among COVID-19 vaccinated. They led an investigation into the impact of previous SARS-CoV-2 infection, specifically asymptomatic or undocumented infection, as well as COVID-19 vaccination on CD34 positive hematopoietic stem cell uh, progenitor cells, HSPCs, we'll call it, in umbilical cord blood. They utilized 111 donor samples from the University of Alabama at Birmingham, and they found the total number of CD34 positive cells drastically reduced fourfold in the vaccinated donor group. And, I mean, this is regenerative therapy. These are the stem cells from the umbilical cord, wondrous creations from God. This is a really big concern. I'm saying aside from the obvious things that we think about with heart and blood clots and now cancers and autoimmune, that still doesn't even scrape the surface of what this thing does to you. How are we okay with this? This is a major religious liberty issue. This is a major life issue. We need a full court press agenda in every red state on anti-discrimination laws across the board. But also on looking into this. Looking into the actual science of what these vaccines are doing. No sacred cows. This needs to be done. Don't wait for the feds. It will never happen. And we need to put on liability on anyone who uh, promotes these shots. See, they exempted the manufacturers from liability, but if, 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 like, let's say another vendor mandates that you get it, an employer, you could hold them accountable for that. All these things need to be included. All of these things need to be included. That's the bottom line. But we need to shake up GOP leadership. You know, people ask me, why are you going after McCarthy now? You know, he has a narrow majority. What do you want from him? And if he would have had a big majority, they would have said he won big. And what right do you have to go after him? There, there, there's never a good time for it. But the reality is, you can't just look for the political moment in front of you. Oh, we're trying to go after Hunter Biden now. We're dealing with this political thing. What about what matters to civilization? And you know what? Maybe if you showed a degree of sincerity, caring about health care and life, liberty, property, divorced from the raw politics, maybe your electoral fortunes would improve as well. Just maybe. That's just a thought. Our problem is a lot more than ballot harvesting. And it's time we realize that. So, folks, hopefully we have time for one more show this week. Tomorrow, obviously, we're off Thanksgiving time. Let me know your thoughts about this. If you're, you have questions for Brian, legal help needed. Um, that's what they're there for, wethepatriotsusa.org. Uh, you can email me, danielherowitz at startmail.com. I'm still kicked off of Twitter, but you could find me at... C19 Truth Bombs on Telegram. Well, tomorrow, God bless you all, and thank you.